You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Soccer around Europe. Let's start with Serie A. Here's a look at the notable results. AC Milan get the 2-1 win over Roma. Juventus 2-0 over Empoli. Bologna 2-1 against Cagliari. Atalanta 3-0 over Monza. Lazio get the 2-1 win over Napoli. And Inter Milan absolutely smash Fiorentina 4-0. All right, uh, let's get to that big match that we saw on Friday between Roma and AC Milan. Here are the highlights, Charlie Davies. Well, Ruben lofts his cheek. He gets brought down here. Whoop. And then no call, but VAR intervenes and they award the pen. Who steps up? Olivier Giroud, and he absolutely buries it. Puts Milan up 1-0. Then goal of the week here, Rafael. Look oh. at this. The strength, the balance to be able to direct that far post. Phenomenal. And then a late goal from Leonardo Spinozzola. And it's just too little too late from Roma. They just weren't good enough on the day. Filthy, filthy, filthy. Uh, Olivier Giroud is having a great start to the season. He's got four goals in three matches. Guys, AC Milan are cooking. Are cooking. Would we say at this point, I know it's early, early days, but... Would we say that AC Milan are uh, maybe a Scudetto favorite? Well, oh, we're forgetting Inter? Yeah, we can't forget about <laughs> we're the Inter? finalist Inter. Inter, look. Lataro Martinez has been, been spot on as well. So. I just, but I'm, I'm talking about AC Milan. Yeah, I'm talking about AC. Because we just watched the highlights of the game. <laughs> They're the, keeping what's pace. What's the other reason why we talk about AC? Because we literally just watched this game. <laughs> They're keeping That's pace why. with Inter. And as long as Napoli continue to struggle or having found the same form they did last year, Suzanne, I think you're right. I think we have to consider them Scudetto. No. I'm on the list of a, Scudetto favorites. I said a Scudetto favorite. I didn't say Scudetto favorites. I said a Scudetto They're favorite. They're on the list. I like that you clarify that. Yeah. They're yeah. on the list. Yeah, bro, these two, these two jumped on you. Dad, like Jesus. I know. And then why are we talking about Because we literally just watched <laughs> But also because there's an American, just two Americans on there. <laughs> there's another reason we're going to talk Good about Good grief. But they both um, playing well. Uh, on Roma's side, uh, Jose Mourinho not off to a great Start with this team. Um, what what are we seeing from them? Well, Lukaku Charlie? just got to the squad, uh, yes, and exactly. then Dybala is out, and we know how important Dybala is to this side. So, yeah. when in, uh, Roma are full strength, I expect them to really be competitive. But they need Dybala and Lukaku to have some obviously time playing together on the pitch as well, because you got to develop that chemistry in the attacking third. But you, you know when you, you have a Roma side with Mourinho at the helm, they're, they're going to be good defensively. 
but Milan are a super strong team yeah. from yeah. top to bottom. So and Roma's it's, not, it's, not a, it's not a surprise, this result. Roma's been terrible defensively. So they need – I want – that's where, okay, maybe you don't have your, your forward set yet, right? Lukaku's not there yet. But I'm expecting some of that Mourinho magic. What do you mean with, terribly defensively? They've not been – Roma hasn't been great defensively. I don't think their back line has been as good as, as, as advertised. They got to and, a Europa League final last year. I'm, I'm talking about this season. Okay. Uh, I'm we expecting to see him clamp. He hasn't we been banned from training. We just thought. But anyway. He has be real. We're all but hold on. He hasn't been banned other. from training. He's been Jeez. banned from the sideline for two games. But I'm expecting him to – I, I want to see more of that clamp down defensive sort of, uh, you know, uh, system that we've seen Jose Mourinho have in the past. And it's looking a little – it's looking a little sketchy. Bro. I nothing, know he doesn't have the players he wants and he can't get, you know, know exactly the ingredients. Changed. But come it, on. It, it took a spectacular goal from Afaleao to get the win. It was only 2-1. Mourinho is still very Mourinho-like with his team. When Lukaku gets in there, that's a complete different game-changer for that Roma side there because Lukaku can pick the ball, run past five or six players and put it in. He's done it in this league. He's proven it. It's just a matter of time. So you're not really worried or panicking for Roma yeah, right no, now. No, not yet. Again, still early days. Um, all right, let's chat uh, about some Napoli-Lazio action, shall goes. we? Let's get to the highlights. And this was at the uh, Maradona Luis Alberto says, you know what? I don't care where we are, bro. I'm going to hit you with this back heel. Nutmeg's the keeper. Absolute highlight reel golazo by Luis Alberto. And it doesn't stop there. Napoli gets one back. Peter Zielinski sees a space. Deflected. Well, that's fine. It trickles in. Napoli did not look good. Daichi Kamada... Uh, we're going to go to him in the 52nd minute. He's been hearing all that talk on social media saying he ain't good enough. He said, yo, watch this. Fuakata goes far post, slides it in just past the keeper, barely celebrates. He's been slated a lot. Hopefully this uh, sets him up for a bit more of a confident, um, you know, uh, towards the rest of the season. Tati Castellanos also came in for a few minutes at the end uh, at the end of the Lazio match, which is great to see. NYCFC um, golden boot winner in MLS. But Lazio took it right to him. This this, this, new, this new Napoli coach, eh, things, are, things are, haven't started out so smooth. Yeah, it was uh, – and Lazio, this was their first win of the season. This was the team that came in second in Serie A last year, and they had a couple tough losses to, I believe, Lecce and Genoa, which are teams that you would think that they would beat quite handedly. So, for me, watching this matchup against Napoli, I thought this was going to be a really big test for them. And uh, I was honestly quite – surprised at the mm -hmm. result, but a, a, a massive three points for them against the reigning Scudetto winners. For for Napoli, though, do you think, you know, they the loss of like a Kim Min-Jae and some of the, the players that they uh, no longer have on this roster, are they, do they still have enough for you to be in the conversation of, of winning the league? I would say they have enough to have a top four finish, but not to win the league. Okay. And I think what people have to understand as well is you look at last year, the run in the Champions League and also the emotions put into the run in the Champions League in Europe and winning the Scudetto, that was a lot. And it's coming back again now to have that same enthusiasm and to have that same desire. It takes a lot. Kim is a massive loss for them at the back for me. He was absolutely sensational. Top, top class player. I think I wish he'd have gone to a Premier League side because I think he's, he's that good. But obviously, when enjoying Bayern Munich and Osterman, it, it, it's people don't realise how much emotion goes in to winning a league title. Especially and when for you have a team such a that season. hasn't won it in 35 years. Exactly. So there was always going to be that little bit of hangover and then coming back to reality of it. But um, I think that they are good enough to be at least in the top four. Yeah, by the end they of the took season. everyone by also. surprise last season. And, and I think that they're, I, I think Marco Messina had said it on one of the Serie A shows that there's, there's, 
the pressure's kind of off Napoli because yeah. they did they got that monkey off their back. You know, they mm -hmm. they finally won the league, and so you know, I'm, maybe there is a sort of an, inev an inevitable come down. You know, yeah. that kind of like exhale that you take after you have finally achieved. The hardest the thing is put yourself in the manager's position now. How do you motivate those players again? to be competitive, to want to do it again, while other teams are getting stronger, to want to be more competitive again. You know, you look at both Milan sides and how they're starting. It's so hard to do. Mm -hmm. And it's the same scenario when you take it to another league, you take it to the Premier League with Manchester City winning the treble. It's motivating those players again. And Pep Guardiola even said it before the season starts. He doesn't expect these players to be at that same level. But fortunately for him, they have been. But with this Napoli side, you always knew it was going to be a difficult yeah. season again to, to yeah. do a rewind. And a new repeat. manager. Yeah. Rudy Garcia is going to have a tough time yeah. trying to inspire them the way Spalletti did. I mean, you know, if you look at the team, you, you're missing some players. But you've still got Cavaraschelia. You've still got Osimhen. You've got some players that really inspired you know, this team to, to some wins. I said I said last week that Osiman now proves he can be that guy. If he's not getting service, he's not going to have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. And we saw, again, you know, the season has started pretty well. Lazio has did, did something that no other team has done yet. But if, if it continues to go this way, Rudy Garcia has to find a way what Spalletti would do, which is get them to win even in the ugly games. Yep. 100%. Um, all right, before we go to break, let's take a look at some of the other notable results around Europe from the weekend. Real Madrid getting the 2-1 win over Getafe. Barcelona 2-1 over Osasuna. Charlie, what, what results stick out to you from this group? Well, Bayern Munich getting the win and PSV. Yeah. Malik, Malik Tillman Yo. getting a goal. Um, that's massive for the Americans. Just, you, you see Serginio Desk getting consistent playing time. He looks good. And, and Malik Tillman, Ricardo Pepe came in as a substitute for Luke Young, But um, that, that's always great to see. Let's go. All right, we are going to take a quick break. Michelle will be back with some more headlines when we return. Don't go anywhere. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Welcome back. Here's a look at Monday's footy fix. Hey, we've got some college soccer to look forward to. Duke taking on Princeton and Albany facing the number one ranked NCAA team in Syracuse. In women's soccer, we have Georgetown versus Rutgers. English League One, we'll see Cambridge United versus Reading. And we also have some Argentinian soccer to look forward to. Barca Central versus Arsenal Sarandi and Union versus San Lorenzo. But right now, we are going to send it on over to Michelle for some more headlines. Take it away, Michelle. Thanks, Suzanne. You guys chatted a little bit earlier about Manchester United, but more news regarding 
regarding them. The attempted sale of Manchester United has dragged on for months now, and it now appears the Glazers are not going to sell after all. According to a report by the Daily Mail, the Glazers are set to pull Manchester United off the sale market after failing to receive offers anywhere close to their original evaluation. Qatari royal Sheikh Jassim and British billionaire Jim Ratcliffe emerged as the most serious bidders, making bids worth a reported $6 billion. But the Glazers were reportedly seeking closer to $12 billion. Staying with Manchester United, they followed up yesterday's 3-1 loss to Arsenal with a brewing controversy between Eric Ten Hag and Jadon Sancho. After Sancho was left out of the United squad, Ten Hag explained the absence of Sancho, saying this, On his performance in training, we didn't select him. You have to reach the level every day at Manchester United. You can make choices in the front line, so in this game, he wasn't selected. Shortly after making those comments, Jadon Sancho went to social media himself and posted a statement saying, Please don't believe everything you read. I will not allow people saying things that are completely untrue. I have conducted myself in training very well this week. I believe there are other reasons for this matter that I won't get into. I've been a scapegoat for a long time, which isn't fair. Jaden Sancho has played just 79 minutes this season exclusively as a substitute, and he has yet to record a goal or assist. A player club reunion is being finalized with Sergio Ramos set to return to Sevilla. According to multiple reports, the legendary Spanish defender is finalizing a free transfer to Sevilla after turning down offers from Saudi Arabia and Galatasaray. Ramos began his pro career at Sevilla, leaving to join Real Madrid in 2005. He spent the past two seasons at PSG and now joins a Sevilla side set to compete in the Champions League. While Ramos turned down a chance to go to Saudi Arabia, another ex-PSG player will join them. Ginny Wijnaldum officially signed with El Atifak this weekend in a reported $11 million deal. He will reunite with ex-Liverpool teammate Jordan Henderson after winning the Champions League and Premier League together. They'll also be playing for manager Steven Gerrard. That blazer is terrible, by the way. <laughs> I agree with you. Oh. <laughs> seatbelt in it. What did he see? <laughs> other news. It's an international fixture break and we have some national team news. Tanner Tessman has been added to the U.S. men's national team roster for their upcoming friendlies against Uzbekistan and Oman, replacing Johnny Cardoza who was forced out due to injury. Cardoso also suffered an ankle injury with Brazilian club Internacional opening the door for Tessman. The 21-year-old midfielder is set to be off to a strong start with the season with Serie B side Venezia and has one national team's cap so far. So Charlie, this is for you. We know the U.S. Men's national team needs some defensive midfielder depth behind Tyler Adams. What do you think of Tessman as a prospect turning in here? And it's kind of sad news for Cardoso, who was playing so well. He, he was playing really well, but I like this call from Tessman because he's been playing at his club in, in Italy, whereas Gianluca Busio wasn't playing. So this makes sense when you have a player who has shown some ability in Europe and deserves a, a, an opportunity to, to get another look. So I'm, I'm all about seeing what, how he's improved and, and what this, this possible depth piece looks like for the U.S. Men's Hopefully team. it puts him in the shop window to move on from a lower league team and maybe he gets a chance at a, at a better club. Didn't he? He scored a, a really beautiful game winner. Yeah. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break, but we're going to chat some more Major League Soccer on the other side. A big weekend of results to dive into. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Mira Enrique racing the other way. Miazga hot on his trail. Pulls it back, it's Facundo Torres, and it is that man again, Facu Torres. Yaboa Cucho, it's three. 
The man who so often puts the opposition in the crosshairs. A match, a night, an atmosphere unlike one we've ever seen before in Major League Soccer. Messi, qué buena pelota filtrada. El segundo, Jordi Alba le pega, Jordi le pega. Qué pase de Leo para Jordi. from the team in pink here in Hollywood tonight. Oof. Welcome back. Another weekend of MLS action in the books. Here's a look at the notable results. NYCFC and Vancouver share the points in a 1-1 draw. Orlando City and FC Cincinnati, their first loss at home at TQL Stadium, 1-0. The Revs 2-2 with Austin, another 2-2 draw with FC Dallas and Atlanta United. DC United 4-0 over Chicago Fire. That's a big one in the Eastern Conference push for the playoffs. And, of course, we've got Inter-Miami beating LAFC 3-1. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Let's get to some of the highlights from these games, okay? Let's start with uh, SKC taking on St. Louis. This is a nice little budding rivalry, Alexis. Yes, it is. They've been begging for Sporting Kansas City to have a rivalry. Samuel Adeniran said, let me make it one. Hits one. Look, you put him one-on-one, he's going to fight. Look at that shot. Just goes straight across the keeper. Uh, the ball's played across the goal for Alain Pulido, who just gets a nice little tap in. Mm-hmm. Alain Pulido says, how about another one? Ball's played into the box. Boom. That makes it 2-1. Oh wait, actually that was 1-1. Here's the 2-1 goal for Alain Pulido. Again, if you don't make your if you don't make your striker run or have to move, they're gonna like you a lot. Ball right to his foot. And don't look now, Sporting Kansas City, two points off a of playoff spot. I know, it's crazy. All right, let's move along to Cincinnati, Orlando, Charlie. Well, let's talk or about Nigel, Cincinnati, the best home team playing Orlando City, the best away team. And for me, this goal there put in there by one of their main stars, Facundo Torres. Oof. Nothing to do but just put it into the back of the net. He's been sensational for them all season. Enrique there with the cutback does ever so well. Thought would be out of play, but Facundo Torres finishes it off. And they've given Cincinnati their first home loss. Wild so They're stuff. no longer the best home team. No longer. Oh, <laughs> let's move it along to LAFC Inter-Miami. Facundo Farias opens up the scoring for Inter-Miami on the road at LAFC. It's a big one. They didn't stop there. Lionel Messi to his former Barcelona teammate, Jordi Alba, to make it 2-0. What a beautiful pass. And then, once again, Lionel Messi to Leo Campana, and Campana finishes perfectly around Johnny McCarthy. And it was 3-1, too little too late. LAFC get back from Ryan's uh, Hollinghead there to make it 3-1, but Inter-Miami are rolling, folks. The stars are out. 11 matches since Leo Leo Messi has been a part of this Inter-Miami squad and Tata Martino, and that's, I mean, 11 wins, but they've, yeah, they've had some PK shootouts, but they're unbeaten. Mm -hmm. Hey. Unbeaten. Who cares? They're unbeaten. Unbelievable. That's all that matters. Two assists for Lionel Messi uh, in last night's win against LAFC. We, a couple weekends, or weeks ago, you were here, Nigel, we went up to the board and kind of went through the remaining fixtures for Inter-Miami and tried to figure out if they could accumulate enough points to legitimately make the playoffs. You were not here, Alexis. <laughs> and this is this is how it's gone for us so far. We, we said that they would draw at Rebels. Well, they won. Nashville, we got right. That was a draw. But we all agreed that this match against LAFC would be their first L. loss. 
and boy were we wrong. And I have to admit, guys, I'm starting to change my tune. I, no. I'm starting to buy into all the Dumb. magic because Wait, they you're have starting not. To? They you're not you're not bought in already? No. I, I'm fully just, bought in. I, you just all keep thinking. All the way. All the way. You just keep thinking. And, I, and I, I've said this several <laughs> times on this show where it's like, Inter-Miami have, well, this is going to be another test. This is a test. Nashville's a test. LAFC's a test. They surpass every single test that has been thrown in front of them. And I, I yeah, I'm, I am bought in. I'm bought in. Yes. Wow. So are you saying it now? Inter-Miami makes the playoff, yes or no? Yeah. Are, yeah. They the best, are they the best team in MLS right now? Yeah. Easily. This Easily. <laughs> tell me, Easily tell, the best team. Tell me how they're not the best team in MLS. Who could possibly they, be better? For me, they are the most entertaining team to watch. Yes, Lionel Messi. But when you talk about best team, all-around team, Cincinnati still have to be in there. And then the two, one team, one team. You can put for your pen away all you want. You talk about the team dynamic. I, I'm like, I just we, can't, listen. I can't, you can say what you want to say, but Cincinnati, for me, Cincinnati. Cincinnati just got beat at me, home by Orlando. You talk about team, team. We're talking about team here. Um, for me, Cincinnati are the best team. Uh -huh. Nash, Nashville have given Inter Miami their hardest test so far in the league. Gary Smith has coached so well against Inter Miami. LAFC have no one to blame but themselves. Yesterday, their hardest we talk test about, ended in a what? What? Their hardest test ended in a what? Who's hardest test? They still didn't even they lose. Just, yeah, it's true. That's fine. They, they didn't even lose. Okay, but still the blueprint is there. LAFC should have been 3 nil up in that first should've half yesterday. Right. If I bro. hear that, should have been. They should have. Let's be right. That's, that's what, that you, what can you say? Six you can say that. That's showing the difference. Match. But that's just showing the difference in class. That's what happens when you have Lionel Messi. Composure and decision-making in the final Go third. It's more than that. I just want to say, this is actually, to kind of put it in perspective, out of those three games that those first three games that we assessed, would they get a, a win, a draw, or a loss? We said that they would get two points from those games. They've gotten seven. Yeah. Seven points from three games. Like we're wrong. Like this this team continues to surpass Inter Miami expectations. Is an unstoppable locomotive at this moment. And it's not just because of Lionel Messi. It is, I think, a lot more to do with Tata Martino and now the added pieces that he has. He is able to make this team play even when Lionel Messi isn't starting at an incredible rate, a rate that we did not see in Inter Miami before. This is a, a traveling circus. The stars are out. Leonardo DiCaprio was there. And that wasn't even to see Lionel Messi because you know he can't see anyone over 25 years old. Oh, my no. <laughs> <laughs> you went there. That's. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Wow. Interesting. Disrespect. Anyway. He just can't. He can't see it. Oh my God. It's what? not his fault. You, He's got a condition. To to he to, can't to, see to build it. off your Tata Martino uh, take there. What, what are your thoughts on the Leonardo DiCaprio? No, I'm not even. Not even looking Don't at bite, that. Chuck. Nope. Not not even looking at it. What I'm telling you right now is. The ability for Tata Martino to just be so tactically flexible and take away the strengths of certain teams and to whether to adjust and say we're going we're gonna to keep possession so the game down or we're going to be a little bit more aggressive and play Joseph Martinez or Leo Campana or play them together or not at all what we saw against LAFC. It's, it's incredible, absolutely incredible to win at Philly when Philly does not lose at home to make them change the way they play mm. and to win 4-1 and put them, to beat them in that fashion, then to go to at Nashville, at Cincy, at LAFC, if you're not saying they're the best team in the league, I don't know what you're watching because it's, it's not only Lionel Messi, as good as he is, 
It's Tata Martino and the tactics and the, the, to get the best out of every player on the squad. That's yeah. what's so Tommy, important. Right, let's Tomas also, Avilas, let's... a young center back coming to this league. How often do we see foreign center backs do so well mm. in this league? To Tata, start okay, okay, score move... from his behind. Listen, I mean, the team is Tata has the experience fire. of the league. We know that. Tata said it's difficult for teams to find out how to play against us. He's right because of what you're doing, but also. Like you said, I've always been someone that's been very vocal on the fact of it's not just Lionel Messi. Busquets and Jordi Alba play a part. You've got those players on that pitch there. You don't really need to manage that much because these players have won no. Champions League and all that. They play a part in how they govern. Listen, no, hold on. You can, say, Taylor, you can say whatever you want to say. When you have top Robert class, Taylor, when you have top class Their international great players, hair. What are we when about? you have players at the highest level, who've won everything and they're playing on that pitch and they still want to win, they can manage That's and dictate three, their Nigel, games. Nigel, Nigel. It's That's three players. Three play sometimes, it only takes, sometimes it only nah. takes one influential player. You can say what you want. Nah, sometimes check it does. Okay. We could check, check my cup. cup. Yeah. Check my cup. You're going to tell me the... <laughs> Ain't no 40 in there, bro. <laughs> Listen, you're going to tell me a manager doesn't matter. No, I'm saying the manager... manager yes, I'm saying he plays a part. Cup. But then when you have players who've won Champions Leagues, who've won league titles, and they want to win, they manage the team for you on the pitch as well. Because sometimes having a player on that pitch who can be influential, who knows the game, helps the younger players around you. And managers can only do so much from the sideline. You can do your tactics. But these players can read the game as it goes on. I'll give you, you an example with my opinion. I'll give like you an example. Phil Neville, right? I did say that. He's, but, okay. Dante Martino has been, has been essential in telling, in, in training this team, in figuring out a way to get this team to play where they can turn possession into attack within almost three passes. Phil Neville barely even covered, I think, passes. This team looked horrific under Phil Neville. Tata Martino has gotten the rest of this squad to play up to a level. I'm not He's listen, one MLS no, I'm not disputing that. that. I'm talking about the importance of having players of that caliber, influential, yes. what they do on a pitch. That's be a on a pitch it, for sure. and let top players be telling you, you need to do this. You see Messi doing it all the time already. Mm -hmm. So as much as Tata sets the ta tactics, there's a part when you're in the game, reading the flow of the game. You can see Messi, Jordi Alba and Busquets will be telling these players what to do. That plays a part. And the reason why I say that as well, the dark horse for me, which we're not talking about, is Houston. Look at the influence of Hector Herrera in the middle of that pitch where the managers even said it, this is Hector's team. He plays such a big influence by being on the pitch in the middle there, dictating and telling players what to do. That's the same influence for me that Busquets and Alba also have being on the pitch. Uh, yeah. I agree with I you. Can't argue I, that. I agree with you on the second goal in particular, Inter Miami. It's Busquets to Messi to Alba. There's no coaching needed there on the pitch. When you, when, you, when you see some of the passing intricacies and the movements, that, that's built in over years of playing at Barcelona. You don't need a manager to do that, to tell them where to play, where to move. But what you do need a manager for is rotations mm -hmm. and getting the most out of every player. Robert Taylor, like you said, phenomenal. We had not seen that from Robert Taylor. Wow. But guess what? Robert Taylor didn't play yesterday. He didn't start. And as good as he's been, you'd say, oh, he's got to start. He looked world, like a world-class winger in Leeds Cup, not playing. Then you throw in Gomez. David Gomez comes in, or Diego Gomez. You say, where has he been? What? Well, he hadn't been great. Last night, he was phenomenal. Last two matches, Benjamin Kramaski goes in and out, plays really well. The way he's been able to continue to build off of, off of performances from earlier in the year. And now he's getting a call up to the U.S. men's national team. What you love about Tata Martino is not just about managing Lionel Messi and saying, okay, we got Lionel Messi, I don't have to coach, we're good. 
It's getting the most out of all the players and rotating players and changing formations because ideally you're playing against teams on the road. You have to, you have to change your tactics. Five-hour flight. You can't just be aggressive. Sometimes you got to keep possession. Sometimes you have to defend. The way that he's been able to help this team has been phenomenal. Last so that's question. what I'm saying. I'm not disputing that. Yeah, Phil Neville's still a coach. Are is in my No, no, no. I'm not going to have that conversation. Yes, of course they? not. Of because course not. Of course but not. They my trash. point is, so I, agree to, three players, I agree to you, Tata, but I'm saying it helps having those caliber players to be influential on the pitch. Yeah, for sure. Dr. Martino is a big part of that as well. Um, all right, guys, we're going to take a break, but we are recapping uh, the summer transfer window when we return. Stick around, guys. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Well, the European summer transfer window officially closed last week. Uh, here's a look at some of the big moves that we saw during this window. Moises Kaiser, $146 million from Brighton to Chelsea, which now just seems ridiculous when you look at the quality of play on the field. We'll dive more into that, I'm sure, in just a bit. Uh, Jude Bellingham, obviously, uh, probably the most successful signing of the summer. I know, Nigel, you're going to touch on that. But right now, we're going we're gonna to dive into the, the winners of this summer transfer window, who the teams or the players that we think um, are, have exceeded expectations. Because there's some, there's some teams that I think uh, maybe went a little too hard. Maybe these signings haven't worked out. But some are already paying dividends. So, Alexis. Mm. You're going to start us off with yes. your winners of the summer transfer window. Who yeah. would that be? And I will have you know, had Havertz scored that sitter, I would have said Arsenal. Yeah, right. But since they didn't, I'm going to say it's the Saudi Pro League. <laughs> it's the whole league. They said they would spend a couple billy, and they went <laughs> in the transfer market. Neymar for $103 million. Malinkovic Savage for $41 million. Fabinho, $46 million. Ruben Neves, $57 million. Gabi Vega, a young man, not embarrassed at all to spend that $32 $2 million on him. I mean, Riyad Mahrez, uh, Sadio Mane, I, the, the names continue to continue. I didn't even mention Cristiano Ronaldo, and obviously I didn't mention Benzema. I mean, these are some huge names. The list goes on and on and on. The Saudi Pro League from, went from no one has mentioned it to in a year, they now have TV rights in America. They're being shown all over the world. This is a huge step up for a league that none of us had talked about. And it's completely shifted the way transfers are talked about. It's completely shifted the way contracts are structured. And it's completely shifted what MLS is planning to do in this market. <laughs> yeah, it, it it is kind of crazy because it was this, this sort of entity that was out there and we weren't really talking about it. And for me, like even as, as short as a few months ago, it was like, oh, that's the that's the league that Cristiano Ronaldo is playing in. And that was kind of it. Like mm -hmm. that was sort of the, the only narrative around the Saudi league was that. And then, exactly to your point, this influx of massive names, Nigel. I, I mean, do you think that this is going to be a league that people will watch because of these names? Yeah. Yeah. They, they're definitely going to do that. You know, the, the, one of the main guys behind the infrastructure of this league and the development of the league is a guy who used to be at Chelsea who was a director of football there under the Abramovich era. They know how to make the world watch. And when you start having international superstars from different parts of the world, different continents, people will tune in and watch. There's a multitude of names that Access just went through there that will make it interesting for the neutral to start watching and to be intrigued and they'll continue to grow. They're just starting. This is just the, the scratch of the surface. Mm -hmm. We already know they're trying to get Mo Salah. 
That eventually will happen. I was waiting Sorry for to that. Say that. I like, wasn't going to say gonna out of respect, but you know Nigel don't care. Bro. Yeah, listen, it's going to happen, bro. Like, <laughs> You're yeah, talking about $200 million. They don't care. Like you said, they've got more money than sense. And this is a sports fund that's been built, that's growing constantly. Mm -hmm. This is going to change. The, the Vega move for me is the biggest one that's really the eye-opener for how young he is, 21, going there, turning down Champions yeah. League football, Italian champions. That is the eye-opener where a lot of young players are watching that and will. And then you talk about it now. People, Jordan Henderson's got a call-up to the England squad and he's playing in, Saudi, in the Saudi Pro League. That speaks volumes and you're going to start seeing players will continue to get international call-ups. And once other players see that and it's not a factor, more players will be willing to join. And I just want to say on, on a cultural sense, to see Muslim players get to play in a league where the cult, their culture is already embedded in that league, where I've seen Muslim players have, have struggles trying to explain some of their culture, some of, some of the things that define them as human beings to leagues, whether it be in England and America and other places that aren't you know, as, as dominated by uh, the Muslim religion. To see that in the Saudi Pro League is kind of beautiful for them, to know that their culture is yeah. just fully understood after the game. There's not the, you know, there's not the pressures. Dressing room dynamic yeah. as well, when mm -hmm. you know, getting in the shower and stuff like that, yeah. and then obviously fasting and all that. It's just beautiful to see that for them. Yeah. Hard to argue with that, Alexis. Mm -hmm. uh, good shout. Charlie, yeah. you're up. That was a great shout. Um, I'm going to go with Bayern Munich as winners. And, it, and it's not just the players that came in, but the players that went out. Mm -hmm. So to finish with a net profit after this transfer window is phenomenal from Bayern Munich because they needed to get a nine. And they got went out and got Harry Kane. And then they got Kim Min-jae from the Serie A champions, Napoli, as a center back. So they got that needed depth there. They got two frees on Conrad Lamer and, and Rafael Guerrero, who are also fantastic players. And this is the, the benefit for them on the out. Lucas Hernandez, ben, Benjamin Pavard, Sadio Mane, Ryan Graverberch, and Marcel Sabitzer. So they ended up with a plus 18.25 million euros profit. That's good business. Phenomenal from Bayern Munich. And I want to give a, a, a little shout out here because it, it doesn't feel right to not mention Inter-Miami in this transfer window. Because it's not just Leo, Leo Messi, Sergio Busquets, and Jordi Alba, but it's also Tata Martino, Facundo Farias, Diego Gomez, and Tomas Aviles. Talk about a wonderful transfer window from Inter-Miami across, across the globe. They absolutely killed it. Mm -hmm. what, you, get a, you get a bonus every time you bring them up? What happens? <laughs> Am I wrong? Free, no, free, you're not free, wrong. Free tickets. <laughs> free tickets saying. to the front row. I'll take them too. Yeah, I agree with you. Into Miami, into Miami, into Miami. <laughs> oh, you get a free ticket? Yeah. Yeah. Jorge Mas. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Mano. I'm, get, I'm giving shout outs in Miami. Yeah, you Cuban. Right, cause they you Cuban when you go to Miami. Yeah, right? you know? yeah, 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 we'll see the wet willies on Ocean Drive South Beach. Yeah. <laughs> but go. tell me they haven't earned it. 11 games unbeaten. They haven't lost. They have not they lost. They have not lost with Messi. I mean, that's got the. I know, Nigel, we're rolling our eyes over here, but like, you, that is remarkable. Like, it is. It, 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 they went they from were, the second worst team in MLS, Colorado Rapids, Inter Miami. Now they're the best team. That in is MLS. a. That is a. <clears throat> I think a, a really, really, really good shout, and I'm glad that you brought them up because I think we were thinking about you know the European lens and, and transfer markets, but like that was so Chris Henderson so deserves a, a, a big pat on the back for for this one. Nice guy. Well done. Maybe. He is a nice he's guy. a great guy. Well done, Nige. Yes. You up, my friends. Well, I don't know who wins this. The, for me, the best transfer. Completely is Jude Bellingham. Yes. But it's whether it's Jude or it's Real Madrid and what Real Madrid have done. But Jude Bellingham, this kid is sensational. He is part of that top 1% generational talent. Phenomenal. 
Five games, four goals, one assist. He's gone in there and Carlos Ancelotti said that this kid is just phenomenal. Great football intelligence. And this is Carlos Ancelotti who's going to go down in history as one of the greatest managers we have seen who's worked with some of the greats. This kid is not just a defensive centre midfielder, an attacking centre midfielder. He is the complete midfielder. He is everything. He has gone to Real Madrid and hit the ground running like water off a duck's back. Mm -hmm. Like, he has been since... You never heard that before? Yeah, I did, yeah. Oh, OK, just checking. <laughs> just checking, mate. Hey, no, you're, been, you're cooking right now, man. Been, no, he has been sensational. And for me, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to say it. At his young age, uh -oh. you can say Jude Bellingham is world class. You can say it right oh, now. that's obvious. Anyone, no, because some people disagree because they'll try and bring the age factor Who's to disagreeing it. with that? Who, 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 who in their right mind would say he's not world class? I listen, thought you were going to say something about, along the lines of Zidane Zidane. He, rocking listen, the number five he at Real Madrid. Is world class. He could have gone to any club in world football. Everyone wanted him. Could have gone to Liverpool, Manchester City. I was, been, I was very vocal from the start to say Jude Bellingham needs to go to Real Madrid because that's the club where he's going to progress more. And from a selfish standpoint, for the England national team, we need more English players playing abroad, being more open to playing abroad. Yes, the Premier League is the biggest league in world football, whether people like it or not. But him going to Real Madrid, learn a different culture, different style, different manager, is only going to benefit the England national team. Now, I just hope the England national team learn to use Jude Bellingham the way he's being used at Real Madrid, to give him that freedom to go out there and play, take the shackles off, because this kid is the real deal, and it's hard to argue that he has not been the best transfer decision in this win. Are you suggesting Gareth Southgate's not going to play him in the right position? Or? England always have a way to start for their youth and their talent. That's just the reality of it. Like, when you look at him, like, if Jude Bellingham was any other nationality, people would be raving about him. And even the Real Madrid fans were sceptical about the history of English players going to Real Madrid and not really meeting expectations. He's gone beyond expectations. This used to be Vinicius Junior's team. Now it could slowly become Jude Bellingham's team. Wow. Slowly becoming it. Hit him with the... Right? I, hey, I, I can't argue. I was going to be like, oh, here I he goes argue. With, with another... Crazy take with the. No, but listen, no, but you, people, you're right. But no, people don't want to give out that label straight away. Well, because it is true. Like, you want to earn that. You have to do sure. it consistently. But when someone's that naturally gifted and talented, you can, it's hard to deny it. He can do everything. You know, we thought they, they had it in Camavinga already and then Chuamini. But Jude Bellingham's gone in there to say, I'm the daddy. Like, and he's showing he's the daddy. No, he's yeah. the daddy of the dressing room. The guy's five goals in four games for Real Madrid. For Real Madrid. Another game winner, late game winner. Catafe, this past weekend. Yeah, no, yeah, again, great argument. Can't, can't say anything bad about it. Well done. So well done, Nigel. No, hey, hey, <laughs> guess who? Guess there's someone else at this desk. Oh, yeah. Oh, like oh, we got one more. Wow, guys. Let me guess, Liverpool? The Charlie, disrespect. come on. <laughs> the disrespect. Um, yeah, do you know what? And I'm doing this because, obviously, yes, obviously I'm a Liverpool fan, but the transfer window didn't go to plan for Liverpool. You know, they had their eyes set. They wanted a June Bellingham number one, but they knew that they couldn't afford him. They knew that that fee was going to be way too high. They wanted to go after Caicedo. It looked like it was going to happen, and then Caicedo chose Chelsea over Liverpool. I think that what Liverpool did, I love that they signed McAllister first. I thought that was a massive, massive boost to the midfield because it was that was the problem last year. But for me, the signing of Dominic Schulbeschlei from RB Leipzig has been 
the best value signing because his quality has been so apparent from the jump for them. Um, he scored his first goal for Liverpool over the weekend against Aston Villa. And what I like about this guy is that he is just such a complete footballer. He is he's so intelligent and he is so hard to get off the ball. When he is on the ball, he's so strong. I mean, he, there was a the, the game against Newcastle. He was literally brought down in the box and somehow still managed to keep control of this. But he's so great at getting through defenders and finding those passing lanes. And just he, he, you feel very, very steady and in control when he's controlling the tempo in that, in that midfield. And for me, I, I look at the value of that signing, and I just think that considering that Liverpool wanted to, there were players that they wanted and probably didn't get. I look at a guy like that, and I, I think that that is a really, really good value signing that is paying dividends uh, straight away. The so. players you wanted and couldn't get probably couldn't fit on the on the on the page. But if they, if Saudi Pro League does go out and get the rumored get Mohamed Salah yes. for two hundred million yeah. total, how do you feel about Liverpool's transfer? Work? So. Yeah. The thing is, is that, like, I, we were talking about in the production meeting, Mo Salah is, what, 30, 31, 31, 31 years old? 32, yeah. If, the, if a $200 million offer is coming in for a 31-year-old player, how do you... So, how, how do about, you not? How and about, then you have this surplus. You have this this abundance of, of riches where you can go out. And I don't know. Not until, the, not is, until January. Not until January. What if that but, deal comes in at the beginning of the transfer window? You do get Jude Bellingham. Well, not yeah, but for me, that's quite funny because <laughs> the, the, the look on your face was Wait. just like, oh no. Didn't Jude, Jude Bellingham went for what, 105, 110 million roughly, yeah. right? That's the bid that they made for yeah. Caicedo at the end. So they could have. But then, what is it, Jurgen Klopp came out and he said, you well, can't give a kid want, He didn't Ferrari. want to go to Liverpool. I think that's what it ultimately came down. He didn't well, was it really Caicedo or was it really the agent? Charlie and I know that agents can be very influential at times on... When ben, what benefits them? They, that they Chelsea just, deal has been going on for a long time. They just didn't have the, the funds yet because players weren't sold yet for them to go after. They also that, didn't have the Champions League football either. No, yeah. Jordan Henderson wasn't sold. And for Fabinho that. wasn't sold. Yeah. And then they, they brought in an, a, a good chunk of money from the sales to Saudi, the Saudi League. So but, then you could say, hey... Yes, FSG, we got the cash. Then let's go go out and get a big-time player. But also read between the lines. Remember what Jurgen Klopp said about the Jubilee thing? You can't give a kid a Ferrari. Mm. What does that mean? That means conversations have been had and certain things didn't match what Liverpool would be willing to do. And then when you go to Real Madrid, you go to Real Madrid. I have a feeling it's the wages, which has been Liverpool's issue from from the get. Can't give a kid a Ferrari. But these these Premier League keys don't drive Ferraris no more. They drive Bugattis. No, give me, give me either or. I, I'm, not I, I'm not picky. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, take, I'll, take, I'll take it either way. Anyway, <laughs> Nigel, great to have you guys. Have a fantastic Labor Day. Thanks for watching. We'll Love see you, you tomorrow. Guys.